0: 98.5 The Bull, today's Hot Country with Tigan. Good morning to you, Daniel. Tygen, I
1: need to borrow your son for a little bit here. I, I just got a house over close to Cherry Street, and I have walking distance uh, access to all of the restaurants on Cherry Street. Yes. I also have a 7.35% interest rate, which means I'm broke. You're house poor. House poor right now. Told the interest rates to go down You're and I've been are paying so much in
0: mortgage, you can't really afford furniture for the place. One <laughs> way
1: I've found that I can cut cost is by ordering kids' meals. Problem with kids' meals is I'm an adult. So I need to get your son to start going over to these restaurants with me to try to, like, establish that I have a a kid so that I can now order
0: the uh, kids' meals without arousing suspicion so in other words um, you wouldn't be able to bring him in there every time but since they would know oh that's the guy with the kid right he must be just picking it up for his kids so, kid, so you gonna... would get access to the kids right. menu.
1: what I'm gonna do is I got to be like memorable so I'm gonna walk in there maybe have him on my shoulders maybe have him holding a balloon and a big giant lollipop you know something that makes me memorable to establish that I have a, a kid and then that way I can get these kids meals and they won't I don't know if they'll say anything or not I took my mom to Taziki's once and she doesn't eat very much, so she ordered the kids' meal. And she's like, "Man, I can't do that, man."
0: So they wouldn't sell our kids' meal? They would not. But here's
1: my little trick: I ordered on the app, mm-hmm. That's and, a good they, and now trick. they just sit it up on like a shelf for you. Like you go sure. to Chipotle and order that kids' meal, it's right on a shelf. Nobody bats an eye when you walk yeah, in. Yeah, so
0: not a bad idea to do it on the app. But if you just wanted to walk in and order, you probably right. need to establish that you have a child, even though you don't. And then when your son gets a little older. I'm going to need to borrow somebody else's kid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I used to uh, I used to tell you, I mean, you were single for a lot of years. And I said, dude, this is back when my son was like two or three years old. Women would cross the street. They'd break their neck. I I don't know what it is. Women like to wave at other people's kids.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, that's their thing. I don't know. But I said, dude, if you were to meet ladies, because I would take my kid out. Two or three years old. And, I mean, ladies hate me, you know. But when I had that kid, they, like, loved me or something. I don't know what was going on. So you could have borrowed them back then to meet ladies, and now you want to borrow them to meet kids' menus.
1: That's right. Is it immoral for me to order off the kids' menu being an adult?
0: It's a morality question for sure. I remember that I was in Sunday school, and uh, (laughs) I must have been a bad kid because they asked me a question. They said, do you think this is right or wrong? You know how when you go to McDonald's and they had the free ketchup packets? Mm Mm-hmm. Is it immoral to go in there and just grab a handful and leave? They are technically free. Is it immoral? And I said, I don't have a, I don't, I don't see the problem with that. And the the pastor was like, No, no, they, they're giving you that because they expect you to have bought something from McDonald's. So yeah, I mean, there's a morality whoa, question whoa, whoa. here.
1: I'm not, I'm paying for anything that I get. It's the kids' money. They priced it. I didn't. But
0: they, they, the the reason there's an, an age on that is because they don't want you to have it. And you're skirting the system by pretending Actually, like you a kid. Actually, if you
1: get on the Chipotle app and
0: you order a kid's meal, they don't they don't make you sign nothing. Yeah, but you said you went into Tzatziki's with your mom, like you just said. And uh, if they had a chance to police that, they, they would have. I think you're that's, skirting I the think system.
1: manager there was a little ambitious for that. Listen, they probably are going it. to
0: hell, basically. <laughs> I thought so. Did you see that they got a new vending machine at Highland Park Elementary? That normally wouldn't be news. You know, you're like, oh, a vending machine? Who cares? But uh, this, uh, did you see from News on 6 that they got a new vending machine?
1: Guys, good morning. It is a happy day here at Highland Park Elementary School. They are debuting their new vending machine, but this one is not full of snacks. It is instead full of books.
0: Uh, Kids call it the worst vending machine they've ever seen. I know. They're like, hey, kids,
1: guess what? New vending machine. Oh, candy bars? No, no, no. Books.
0: (laughs) Books. Uh, I honestly can say this. I don't think I read a book. That I wasn't required to read until I was an adult. I I didn't ever like reading. I didn't like. I mean, it was like, I, am I really supposed to read 600 pages of this? This is taking up all my life, and um. But now they got that vending machine. And God bless them. That's a good idea. I'm just saying, you know, the kids go, oh oh, I'm about to get some sprees or something. Oh, it's just Harry Potter or Tom Sawyer or something. Um. But you know, I'd always had this idea, Daniel, that you and I, you like to do your Shark Tank thing where you come up with inventions. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be brilliant for us to buy some vending machines and put our little Tiger Dana logo on them. You know, it's hard to get kids in the radio because, like, they're all like TikTok and da 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 da. What
1: if hey, we put it? Hey, what? N- enough with the da 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 Somebody wrote us the other day and, and asked for you to stop saying da 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 da. So anytime right, you stop. do it, I'm going to have to shut it down and, and, okay, no more with that. All right. No All right. So I'll say, um, You'll put vending machines with Tiger Daniel on it.
0: Yes, etc. And and in our vending machine, it's going to be Spree's and all the things we used to love when we went to the snack bar. And there's going to be Cokes in our vending machine, and it's going to have this Tiger Daniel. Look. Do you know how many nine-year-olds are going to just love us if we can do that? I mean, where will you put these vending machines? Oh, in the schools.
1: Well, they're not. They don't. You can't. We sneak it in there. I ain't sneaking around no school.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's probably a bad idea. But do you know how popular we would be if you're at Highland Park Elementary and they got a, a vending machine with books, but then the Tig and Daniel vending machine has Sprite and Coke Secret and Sprite. Spree's, Secret Sprite. Yeah. We used to have a big, uh,
1: big giant vending machine at our school. It's called the library.
0: Well, I don't get it. What does that mean? Well, oh, why do you need a vending machine, <laughs> machine that has out books? Just go <laughs> oh, to the library. The library. Don't, do right. schools
1: not have line, libraries anymore?
0: No, they do. Uh, in fact, this one looks like it's going to be in the library.
1: Oh, what the heck? The librarian over there just crying. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see this? A parenting expert says there's one phrase every parent should say to their kid, especially young kids. Would you like to know what it uh, what it is?
0: Absolutely.
1: Tell them you know that it can be really hard to be a kid. It shows them that you see things from their perspective and you're on their side. It might even help with some behavioral issues. I think when we were younger, we were never told, hey, uh, it's hard to be a kid sometimes. My dad was always like, what do you got to worry about?
0: Yeah, I always hated that because they uh, they would say things like, you know, because I didn't want to go to school all the time. And they would be like, you don't know how easy you got. It really was not that easy. I mean, you're, especially when you get 12 or 13, it's not as fun anymore. And everybody's got their little clicks and stuff. I mean, it's not easy. Yeah, I remember my parents kind of
1: being like, just wait till you get done with school, and you got to pay bills. I will say, paying bills does suck, but I don't think that there's a busier time in your life than when you're in high school, because you got all these projects coming up. You're not sure what you want to do with your future. You've got if you have extracurricular activities.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, do you feel like now you're more busier or less busier than you were in high school? Less busy. Isn't that it's a fact though, right? And it's Uh, all these things, all these 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 tests that you feel like are going to influence your life forever, like the ACT.
0: Do they still do that, or is it the SAT? uh, They do. One, you do have to. uh, I think they still do those tests for you to enter college. Yeah. And that was stressful. And they're like, if you don't do good, your life's over, and you know all that kind of stuff.
1: Right. And I remember having to take that ACT, and I was so stressed out about. I don't even. I don't do stress, but I was even stressed out about that because Mm. they say. You got to have this pencil. Listen, the most important thing you can do before you take this test is eat breakfast. Ate breakfast, still dumb. Um, they acted like if you ate
0: a big breakfast, you'd do better on the be test. like a genius. Yeah. They're like,
1: eat eat until you're about to poop your pants.
0: <laughs> then you'll do good. And then come yeah. in and
1: take this test.
0: It's kind of crazy about memories because I, I loved going to college. Like, mm-hmm. I loved college. But then when you really, like, we have a way of sort of glossing over some of the more stressful times. That was a stressful period, too. I mean, yeah. I was up in the library until, like, midnight and one trying to learn math. And, I mean, you kind of go back. But, yeah, being, being in high school is tough. Like, it's, we ought not discount that just because they're young. I don't think there's a more busier time in your life
1: until you have kids that are in high school. And then you're having to take them to all these sporting events
0: and... Yeah, you get busy again. <laughs> that's right. It's a eight five. The Bull. Today's Hot Country with Tyg and Good morning to you, Daniel. Got
1: this new house, Tyg, and I've been painting on it. Getting getting close to time to move into it. I've got a decision to make, though. Do I want the bedroom that faces the uh, the street, mm-hmm. the closest one to the street, or do I want the bedroom that's in the back, you know, that faces the backyard? How does one decide which bedroom they want?
0: I would I would go for the one in the backyard because it's going to be quieter, right? You're that's what have I'm the thinking. Traffic. But
1: also. If there's an intruder or something, or somebody out in the yard, maybe I want to be closer to the front yard.
0: So you get uh, beat up sooner? Like, what are you going to do? It, whether you're in the front or the back. Well, if somebody like to, comes if in somebody your house, is, what are you, you know, going to
1: do? sneaking around, I want to hear them. Mm-hmm. You know what I haven't done yet, which is probably a huge mistake? I haven't right. been over there at night yet.
0: Oh, I did. I drove over there on your behalf one time. Why did you do that? Because I wanted to see what it looks at night, because that's like lo- like that's like one of the first things I do if I think about buying a house. I, you know, you go in the day and the realtor's there, and of course it looks great, you know, because everything's great. (laughs) Yeah, birds are chirping. It looks nice outside. I mean, like they hired cardinals to come sit on your stoop and stuff. (laughs) But at night, that's when I want to know what's going on over there. And I got to tell you, and you have a wonderful place over there. It's a wonderful area you're living near. At night, that place looks a little scary. They need to put some more lights up there. It's like
1: Cherry Street. Yeah, that's a real bad part of town.
0: No, but that side street you're on, there's like no lighting whatsoever. A Guy could
1: sleep in hey, your yard. Hey, that's never what I it. like is there's no light because that's what I'm worried about. I get in there, uh, my first night over there, and get ready to go to bed, and then there's just some giant yellow light shining in there, uh, uh, making me unable to well, sleep.
0: You know, Tulsa's going through this thing right now where they're replacing all the street lights, mm-hmm. and they're using LED this time. And I do have to say that I've got one outside of my my house, on a, and I live on a four way stop corner. And it used to be just the light, you know, you didn't pay attention, and it's like, yeah, oh, light, whatever. It's so bright out there now that if you don't have blackout curtains, it, it's going to be a disaster for oh, anybody see, that lives that's what there.
1: I'm worried about, is there going to be yeah. some big giant light shining but over there.
0: But as far as your room situation goes, do you want to stay in the front of the house or the back side of the house? When I was a kid, you may remember this, um, my parents, whatever room they chose, they used to put a little sticker on my window for the fire department. Do, do you remember this? No. So basically the idea was if your house catches on fire and the fire department comes over there, there's a sticker on every child's window so they know, okay, this is a priority room. i got to get into this room, right? And then I was talking to a neighbor. I said, you know, I've got a room for my son, Mac. I don't have one of these little fire department stickers. And they said the reason they went away is because... You're basically saying a child lives in this room. Oh, oh yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, so, like, the creeps and stuff, they stopped mm. doing all that. Well, I'm glad
1: you went over to my house there close to Cherry Street and you felt like that was a scary neighborhood. It's Skid Row over there. Yeah, that's bad.
0: Ten feet off Cherry Street, buddy. I know. You better be packing. That's a real dangerous Chipotle <laughs> over there. <laughs> that's that's 98.5 The Bull, today's Hot Country with Tig And good morning to you, Daniel. Uh, good
1: morning. Right now, I live very close to the river there on Riverside. I've got a house on Cherry Street. I, and i got to be honest with you, I'm going to be glad to get away
0: from the uh the river over there it's getting a little sketchy over there right now you say you've got two homes you've got what did you call your i got house? my apartment then i have my summer home oh your summer home that you're gonna move into permanently right my lease isn't up until may but i'm over there close to
1: that river now during the daytime it's a lovely place to live over there you can walk that river trail i've walked it so many miles since i've been here in tulsa i'll miss that part At night, though, it's a little sketchy over there. My dog has to go outside sometime, and my dog doesn't perceive danger like I do. If I get out there and I hear a little noise or something, I get a little nervous because there's there's crazies out there.
0: Yeah, I mean, one time you said you came out, and this guy was, like, saying uh, these ants are talking to me. Not only were the ants not talking to him, there were no ants.
1: Right. I walked outside, and I got one of these kind of gates that you need a key fob to get in. And uh, that gate closed behind me, and and there's no... Quick, easy way to get back in it. And there's just a guy standing out there, like feet away from me. And he's like, You see all these ants? The place, they got them all over the place. And they're talking to me. And I look down, no ants. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Good luck with boy. that, buddy. Yeah. And uh I'm out there walking the dog last night. It's kind of dark. And I hear out down by the river, ah! Now, what would you have done in that situation? That's you.
0: Well, I would think, is, is there a person that's in distress that I need to go check on?
1: Well, uh, that's correct. I heard, ah! I, I ain't going to walk down there. I'm sorry. I, I, it wasn't like a, ah! It wasn't like a crazy shriek. It was just a,
0: ah! Like somebody that was just in a little bit of distress. So you just ignored it and moved on with your life?
1: Well, I'm not walking down into the ri- you know, I'm down into the but river. I swear you night.
0: told a story on the radio a few months ago where you saw a human... Like, down the, the riverbank, and you went and did do something with that, right? Well,
1: I called the non-emergency line and was like, hey, there's a guy down here that's it's getting chilly out here, and he is laying down in the riverbed. He kind of covered up his brush and stuff, and I kind of yelled down He was to him. using,
0: like, twigs it, as blankets and stuff? No, no, no.
1: He was not trying to cover up. He was just, you couldn't hardly see in him. In there. And I said, hey, you know, buddy, are you all right? And he's like, yeah, how did I get down here? Did a cab drop me off? And I was like, no, I don't think so. And I had to call the emergency,
0: the non-emergency
1: line uh, to come and get him. And when you call the non-emergency line, I thought they'd just send a guy out. Well, I called and I said, hey, there's a guy down in the river here. You know, he seems like he's out of sorts. All of a sudden, I hear sirens. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm talking about fire truck, ambulance. They all came down there and went down there and got him up out of the river, but it's uh
0: it's getting real sketchy down there. Um yeah, like we've lived in other cities and uh one place was Nashville, Tennessee, and we there was a homeless problem there like most big cities, it's not unique to Tulsa. But I got to say there's a different breed of folk that hang out outside around here. In Nashville, what they do is they they wheel and deal. They're like, hey man, you are tourists? All right, man, where are you trying to go? You trying to go to the Bridgestone Arena? All right, I'll I'll take you down there. Then they want a dollar for you to, you know, for the directions. Here they just scream into the sky. It's a different breed, right? I think we've talked about this before. There must be a some type of new drug like or fentanyl? What is that? I don't know, but whatever it is. It's crazy stuff. Well, you're about to get out of there. And uh you'll have then you'll have to deal with uh was this... that was that you down there by the river that was like <laughs> Instead of drifters, when you move out of Cherry Street, you have to deal with uppity people. Uppity people. Uppity people. Uh-oh. Nose in the air, folks. It's 98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country with Tig and Daniel. You know what I got in my neighborhood, Daniel, and a lot of places around Tulsa and, uh, you know, Broken Arrow and Jinx, they have these. Every now and then you'll be in a neighborhood and somebody has what looks to be almost like a birdhouse or a mailbox but what it is it's a, a miniature library have you seen these yeah, things it's called little library little yeah. libraries right like what a great idea Uh the idea is you bring a book over there and you take a book out and you put a book back right mm-hmm. so then you kind of ro- it's like a rotation where there's gonna be fresh books from uh, you know from time to time I got two things I got two problems with these things and I, I the idea the intent is wonderful like that's an awesome idea the problem is people abuse it. You know what? In my neighborhood, you know what it's become? It's Gar- become, it's become goodwill. Heap. Yeah. <laughs> Where they get rid of the books that that nobody's going to read this crap. It's awful. So you got the ones that nobody's going to read. And I'm talking, dude, there was a manual for a Ford truck in there. I'm like, you know... <laughs> Who's like, man, you know what I want to do? I want to go get some brunch, and I'm going to have some mimosas, and I'm going to go read that Ford manual I got out of that library. Yeah, some
1: you know, some car nuts might like that, but I know what you're talking about. It's like a guide to health from 1925. It's like, be sure to drink two <laughs> ounces of possum yeah, juice. I mean, it's day.
0: like ridiculous. People are just throwing their trash in those things, basically, uh, is you what know happened. What? I'm
1: going to do you a solid. You, I'm gonna go get a bunch of copies of like Kama Sutra books like that, and I'm gonna sign
0: your name like put some uh, Playboy's in there. So I mean, I'm gonna make
1: sure it's I like, got your headshot in there and sign it like it used to belong to so you. It looks like I'm this has got tigers, putting
0: all this nasty. The other thing is, you know what else you see in there is that uh, my grandma was like the sweetest lady in the world. Uh, like we all feel about most of mm. our grandmas, right? Like you, you, she's like a saint, you know. She put up with all of us, and she my grandpa, you know, all, like like a saint. On earth. <laughs> Meanwhile she would read these books. They were like the raunchiest you know what I'm talking there's not, there's not pictures. It was just coitus in great detail. I really passionate books. Like, uh, what was that movie that came out that all the ladies loved that to go was see? Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, so it's that-ish, right? Like, except maybe not quite, but, but...
1: But Fifty Shades of Grey, it was known that they were pretty... They were very raunchy books. The stuff your grandma's reading, because my grandma read them, too. She called them romance novels.
0: Oh, but well, there was a lot of romance.
1: I didn't know either, but it was just...
0: It, it's filthy. It wasn't just like, oh, and he, he laid out rose petals, mm, and they had a good night. It was bad. in detail. It's like... So over there at my little mini-library... You've got the Ford Manual, and you've got the dirtiest books in the world. I picked out one of my grandma's books one day
1: and read a few, just a few chapters of it, and I had to put that thing down What, what is it saying, It's just
0: like Charles came
1: in with his purple-headed warrior. And it's like, whoa! <laughs> 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 it's,
0: it's real. <laughs> it's real. And, and then, meanwhile, she goes and makes smothered steak right after that. Right, you know, yeah. For the whole family. <laughs> 98.5 The Bull, today's Hot Country with Ty Daniel. Welcome in to The Bull Go, Dana, we got two contestants on the line.
1: Yes, today we have Brandy from Claremore. She is a processor, and that means you process invoices. Is that a fun job, Brandy? It is fine. I get to work from home. Okay, get to work from home, and you got your kids with you? Yeah, they're about to go to school. Uh, would you get them just to raise, just a little bit of H, uh, just like a little bit of cheering? woo <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Hey, now. Hey, now. A round of applause. And uh, joining us also, uh, taking on Brandy this morning, Chris from Bartlesville. He's a pipe fitter. What does that mean exactly, Chris?
0: Uh, you do several things like change out pools or run stainless uh, tubing. And...
1: So, in other words, it's a very manly job just like the job me and Tyg have. Three manly men this morning. Uh, Brandy, yeah. please, please don't be attracted to us. Okay. All right. She's trying to resist. <laughs> she's like, no problem. Uh, we're going to do a game today called Parts of Things. I will name you three parts of something, and based on those three parts, you tell me what I'm talking about. We'll start with you, Brandy. Hey, hey. Cockpit, cabin, fuselage. What is it? What are those three things a part of? A plane. An airplane is correct. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Trigger. <laughs> yeah. Barrel. Muzzle. Gun. Gun is correct. Brandy. Proton, neutron, electron. An element? No, not an element. That would be an atom. An atom. Chris. Bow, no, excuse me, bow, stern, rudder. Boat. Boat is correct. Brandy. Pistol. Stamen. Petal. I don't know.
0: Is that a. Uh, would that be a flower? That would be a
1: flower. A flower. Chris. Salutation. Signature. Postscript.
0: Oh. Uh, document? Hey,
1: is it a letter? That would be a letter that you might write. All right, Brandy, here's your chance to tie it up. Fender, radiator, fan belt. An automobile? Car, yes. We will go with car, and with that, we are tied up. Good job, Mommy! Good job, Mommy. (laughs) All right, Chris. Chain, fork, handlebar. Bicycle. Bicycle is correct. All right, Brandy, another chance to tie it up here. Jacket, bow tie, cummerbund. A tuxedo. Tuxedo is correct. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we are tied up. I guess it all comes down to this, Chris. Are you ready? Yeah. We're looking at spoke, hub, and rim. The wheel? The wheel is correct. And with that, Chris has defeated Brandy in the '985 the bull fight. But now you have a tough decision to make. Chris, are you going to hold on to these Carlos Mencia tickets? Are you going to give them to Brandy and Claremore, the processor who's listening with her children who are cheering her on and wishing her the best this morning? Chris, (laughs) it's going to be a tough one. I'm going to keep them. Dang. Cold-hearted Chris. Mr. (laughs) Ice. Well, Brandy, I'm so sorry, and I feel bad for the kids now. No, it's completely fine. We understand. I don't think Great the, job, Chris. I don't think the children could have went to <laughs> Carlos Missie anyway. No, it's fine. No. Uh, could you get all the children to go? Congratulations, Chris. Congratulations, Chris. Thanks for breaking our hearts. <laughs> thank you, God. <laughs> could you get the children to thank Chris for breaking their hearts?
0: Right. Tom thank you for breaking your heart. Thank you for breaking my heart.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mr. Ice. The Iceman Chris yeah. from uh, Bartlesville
0: is going to go to see Carlos Mencia at the River Spirit Casino Resort. And we're back tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, by the way, mind you, it's Friday, so we'll all be in a good mood, and we got another bullfight tomorrow. It's 740 here on 98.5 The Bull. Good morning, guys. you got Tiger Daniel with Brantley Gilbert. Remember when uh, Top Gun 2 came out, Maverick, and there's that guy named, there's not a woman alive, and maybe I'm wrong, but generally I think that uh, a lot of women fell in love with this guy named Miles Teller who grew a mustache, you know, for the movie. You remember this guy, Miles Teller, who was Goose's son and all that? Yes. And then we would go out to, like, little, uh, you know, festivals in the street and, like, ten times more guys than you were used to just grew a little mustache or whatever? Yes. Well, they don't have been invited to, to film a TV commercial for News on Six which we're going to play uh, pilot. So we decided it'd be funny if we grew a little mustache right th- like that, right? Mm-hmm. But remember what happened last time I grew facial hair? Uh, and it wasn't anything on purpose. I just said, hey, you know, I'm tired of shaving. And so then when you went to our little Tige and Facebook, T-I-G-E and Dan on Facebook, um, you would just start to see me with a little facial hair, then more facial hair and more facial hair, and people hated it. We would get messages It wasn't even a joke. I just stopped shaving because, you know, I didn't feel like shaving. And people were like, that's disgusting. You look creepy. (laughs) Like, I didn't even ask for that. And people were disgusted by it. People were checking on you. They're like, is he sick? Right. So? So anyway, we've decided to grow some mustaches. And I have a little concern that people are going to get angry again.
1: Who can't? First of all, nobody cares.
0: Well, how come they are sending messages? Like, I remember this one lady in particular was like, I'm not even sure I can listen to you guys anymore because I saw a picture of Tig with facial hair. And uh, it's disgusting. But we're going to grow a mustache for this commercial, each of us. And uh, I'm a little concerned that I'll get some blowback. Um, so
1: you might go two weeks looking slightly worse. You know, you're right. already down at the bottom. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like when you're rock bottom at your appearance, no matter right. what happens, you can't go down any further. You can't further. go any worse. Right. right, so
0: what's the problem? But this Miles Teller kid who's in Top Gun, um, th- the issue here is is I don't think it was the mustache. He just happens to be a good-looking kid. I cannot pull it off. Like, it doesn't matter what I do with my mustache. It, it doesn't matter now, if I'm shaved or not. Right. So there's yeah. the philosophy. If you're already at the bottom of the heap, <laughs> yeah, right. like, nothing, you
1: know, you're know, you rock bottom. Yeah.
0: What more could you do? I know. And we have people at work that help us get our hair cut and things mm-hmm. like that. They'll say, like, oh, you're going to be on TV a lot, so let's get your hair. And I, I go, it doesn't matter if I have I, the greatest haircut in the world. It's really not going to help, you right? You could have the best. You could have the worst. But like my level, score will still be low. At your level, <laughs> you've only got about a one or two point right, like, wiggle room. And then you get on to me about how I dress. Mm-hmm. You go, oh, Tig wears rags to work. And I do dress pretty casual at work. And you get on to me about that, but I don't understand the logic. Because, Daniel, if I wore a tuxedo to work, would that help me? Mm-mm. See, so what are we talking about clothes for? That's what I'm telling you. you it should be freeing when you look like you do. Because you got a woeful countenance.
1: <laughs> you should not care anymore
0: a Woeful countenance Yeah I guess I do Yeah, Some, so I don't want to hear about the messages about our mustaches Because mm-hmm. it's not like it's hurting me any I mean, right. like You can grow a mustache, you grow half a mustache If I suddenly shave matter. my mustache, it's not like I got to be a 10 suddenly Like, it doesn't count anyway So right. You know what I'm saying? Don't you feel better? I mean, I'm really g- giving no, you quite a compliment here It is freeing to recognize that I don't have to worry about that anymore Because there's nothing I can do about it anymore. You know what I'm saying? Right. I look like a sick porcupine when I grow facial hair, and that's just the way it is. That's all there is And you to look it.
1: like a healthy porcupine when you don't, so.
0: <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> no, 98. <laughs> ninety-eight
1: five 98.5 Bullseye Traffic from the Duval Plumbing Traffic
0: Center. It's 98.5 The Bull, today's Hot Country with Tig, and good morning to you, Daniel. Well, good morning, Tig. I, uh, you know, we have a show replay, a podcast
1: um and it's just like our show every day, minus the music, minus everything else. And uh what's today's date? Today is March the thirtieth. Oh, the thirtieth. That's yeah. odd because mm-hmm. an oddity happens. When I look at the podcast, which is your responsibility to upload every day, mm-hmm. I see the last episode was uploaded March twenty third. Huh. That's strange. We're even getting, like, messages. People are writing us say, hey, how come you haven't updated the podcast? I'm getting texts about this. Uh, so what's going on?
0: Okay, so I go in, and uh, we do our little show every day. And and then we pull the audio from the show so then we can put it on the Internet on our podcast, right? That's what we're supposed to do. And so anyway, I go through all that work, and I pull all the audio, and I seg it up so that it's just one long file of us just doing our little show. I hit upload and this like circle comes up and just spins forever and then I got an email from the company that helps with the podcast saying we're so sorry it's not working right Um, we're working on this issue so I don't want to hear from you all you do at work literally is you uh, look at YouTube or something Mm -hmm. you get into some mom Mm -hmm. chat rooms or something and then you're mad at me about the podcast. Hold
1: on you're right I only do only thing I do here write all the contests come up with all the funny ideas all the promotional items all the clips we use on the news, and you, your responsibility is to not upload the podcast. No,
0: what Daniel does is he comes in about twenty-five minutes late every day. Mm-hmm. He sits down and he watches YouTube clips. Right. Then he goes and gets a coffee from the K-cup machine. You know what? You don't really you you do know anything. What you're
1: doing right now is deflecting, and, okay. and you know it's well known that narcissists deflect. And uh, that's what you're doing. Okay, Freud. Um, It's odd to me that other podcasts are uploaded. Like when I look at podcasts, it doesn't look like all the podcasts all over the country. Uh, I see actually a lot of podcasts are being uploaded. So it just must be a miracle that our podcast, which you are responsible for, is uh, not uploaded.
0: It could be that Conan O'Brien doesn't use the same company that we use. Our company's having trouble. Not not our company we work for. I'm talking about the company we pay to Mm -hmm. put up podcasts. Uh, and you know, I don't know what you want me to do. I sit over here, I edit the thing. I've I, got 50 minutes of audio, and then it won't upload. I just think it's a miracle. Are you are, no, for real? Are you saying that I'm lying? I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. We're supposed to upload a daily podcast. Yes, and I love doing it, and I think it's great for the show.
1: And there's been no daily podcast
0: since March 23rd.
1: That's all I'm saying. Do I look like Bill Gates to you? A little bit.
0: <laughs> hey, thanks. Like if Bill
1: Gates let himself go,
0: yeah, you do. Yeah, exactly. That's like me. Yeah. Um I'm working on it. I'm going to, after the show today, I'll tell you what, I'll make you a deal.
1: Don't make me a deal. I-, I already hear the show because I do it. Mm-hmm. When people
0: are requesting the podcast, I mean, and there's been like three, four, five requests. Has there not been? Uh, yeah, and I feel bad. I, I got one yesterday. Somebody said um, on Facebook said, hey, uh, go ahead and upload that podcast. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And I felt so bad because I go, I am I wish I could. I, It doesn't work right now. But when we get it back up, um, I guess people, you know, heading out for road trips this summer and stuff, they want well, that podcast. Well, don't promote it if you can't get it up. No, we have this. There's one that's seven days old you could listen to.
1: <sighs> I got to say, if this were like a major television network, like a CBS, and you were uh, Stephen Colbert and didn't perform a show... For this many days, do you think they would let him go Or do you think they would keep him in his position? If it wasn't his fault, they'd keep him So they would keep him, no matter what happens I think so Whether
0: he does a show or not, they're still going to pay him his money and all that Well, they got to, yeah It's not his fault the camera didn't work Mm. It's not my fault the podcast doesn't work Well, whose fault is it? Huh? Whose fault is it? It's an act of God
1: Oh, so it is a miracle (laughs) I thought the buck stopped with you as far as the podcast goes Uh, Okay
0: (laughs) Well, you know what you could do? And I know this is going to blow your mind. What could I do? But you could actually work for a living, and maybe you try to solve the You know the what you're doing again problem. there? What? Deflecting. Mm-hmm. You dirty, deflecting what, bird. That's what, what you do. What What would you say you do here?
1: Do I have to name it again?
0: <laughs> like you wrote a contest once, and you act like you're... Uh, I, I came up with the bullfight. Yeah, like Tiger greatest dog Franklin of all Roosevelt, time. like, oh, and look at me. And all you do is uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I, here's the deal. As soon as the show's over today, I'm going to do like I've done for the past seven days or eight shows. You're going to do
1: like you've done and not upload the podcast? And I'm going to go in there, and I'm
0: going to put a podcast together, and then I'll hit upload, and nothing will happen. Okay. I guess all the internet is broken today, right? I know your team chat rooms work and all that, but... <laughs> Are you in my teen chat. What? No, room? not you. Go on the mom ones or whatever. <laughs> but the podcast just doesn't work right now. Okay, I,
1: I guess you're right. The all the internet is down today,
0: and <laughs> so has been for the last we'll seven to, days. We'll work on it.
1: 98.5 Bullseye Traffic from the Duval Plumbing Traffic
0: Center. Welcome in to Did You See, where we take a look at what the heck's going on around the world and right here in Tulsa. Good morning, Daniel. Did you see this? Um, that some sanitation workers helped rescue a woman in Broken Arrow. How about that? You know, um, how many how many trash cans do you think on a regular shift these guys pick up? I I wouldn't even be able to hazard a guess. Sometimes over a thousand. Wow, in one guys shift? Are, they're busy. They're on a schedule. They don't have time to mess around, but they they did stop in Broken Arrow. Listen to this story.
1: These guys pick up trash from hundreds of houses a day, sometimes more than a thousand but they were actually 30 minutes ahead of schedule when they had to shift gears to help out Miss Donna Darlene. To many people in Broken Arrow, these three men are trash guys, but Donna Darlene sees angels. God just puts angels where you need them. Donna can't lift the top of the bin and she doesn't want to leave a bag out the night before and let critters make a mess. So on trash day, she brings
0: out the bag the morning of. But one morning recently, she woke up and it was already 8. I took off my oxygen and hurried and opened the garage door and pushed it out and I just collapsed. He sees me all crumpled up there and so he goes, are you okay? And I said, no, not really. So he reached out and he said, how can I help you? Instead of grabbing the trash, I held her, and I slowly guided her back into her house with her hands. The Michael
1: pulled off to the side and put the truck in park, and Joshua made sure to pick up the
0: trash. You did that teamwork, and knowing our surroundings, so it just all worked out perfectly. It was pretty, you know, heartwarming to see.
1: Donna says they deserve all the hugs and pats on the back, so she called the city to brag on them. Thank you, thank you, thank
0: you. All right. That was really sweet, wasn't it? Yeah, that was nice. You got a 1,000... Trash cans, you're you're not up for a bunch of funny business. But in that case, they were like, "Dude, this is a big deal." Also, Daniel, um, another local story here. Uh, there's a person in Sand Springs looking for a kidney, so somebody donated some tools to auction off, and then whatever money they got, they would uh, you know put that towards the cause. This from Cal Day. News on six. Well, Jonathan Tatum, the family running scissors haircutters, says the tool set was supposed to be raffled off next week. Instead it took only minutes for the thief to get away with it. Somebody stole it. This is the window that they broke. Shelby Slankard is dealing with the a third break into her family's business. I just dropped my kid off at school and I was on my way here and I get a call from my coworker of that like I, I... You know, to steal is to steal, but to steal from somebody doing a fundraiser—that's that's extra cruel, right? Like, well, do you think cool. the thieves knew that these were intended? Maybe for? not. But why are you defending the thieves? Well, I'm not.
1: I'm just wondering. let like, I me mean, well, I, they were good thieves. I don't think they targeted
0: the charitable <laughs> thing.
1: No, I'm not saying they're good thieves. They're not. No, like you're like, like them. Uh,
0: you know, they're the good breed of thieves. No,
1: I'm not saying that. But it, I don't know that the thieves purposely took it just because of them. What you got? Uh, did you see this? You know, uh, your son is a you. He loves likes YouTube, doesn't he? You know that Mr. Beast. You ever heard of this guy? Mm-hmm. He helped a waitress out who'd been going back and forth for, from work without a vehicle for months by tipping her a car. Here's the moment that Amy received the car as a tip.
0: What's the biggest tip you've ever gotten? Like 50? fifty. Fifty dollars? Yeah. Has anyone ever tipped a car?
1: This is a car key. This is yeah. not a car.
0: Do You want to see it? It's outside. Well, let's go. Right over here, you'll see your brand new car. Yes. Oh, I wasn't expecting you to cry. I mean, this this isn't real. No, it is is real. Just hit the unlock button. See if it makes noise. I was literally late to work today because the Uber was so (laughs) it. I'm, like, in such shock right now. I don't even know how to drive. Enjoy the
1: car. Thank you so much. Uh, Mr. Beast is known for doing this kind of thing, right? Yeah, that's why he's famous, right? Yeah. And is your son, has he gotten into him yet?
0: Yeah, we watched a little bit of it, but he's he's a guy that's gone viral on the Internet, and he's got a lot of money, so the way he continues his virality is to go out and give away money or give away cars and things like that, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, probably a hard thing to do to sell property these days, you know, with this interest rate and all that. I think realtors might be having a hard time, so they're turning to some different tactics. Here's a viral video. A real estate agent in England's gone viral and with her parody video, tour of a house. Would you like to hear a little bit of this? Yeah. This old house. There's so much here to- I'll give you some bonus points if you can tell me what song she's parodying here. I
0: don't know. What is it?
1: Listen a little bit more and see if you can tell. I'll cover it with these bees. Maybe you're a family with growing teenage kids. This home has lots Not bad, of is it? options to all watch your own Netflix. It's actually a pretty you're good singer.
0: All right, so what is the
1: song? I'm not going to tell you. Okay, good. It's going to drop (laughs) you. No, it's (laughs) really not. I don't care. That doesn't sound familiar at all?
0: No, I'm drawing a blank on that one.
1: Oh, it's a parody of the Never Ending Story. Oh. The movie from back in the day. You like all that
0: carrying on? I mean, uh. Do I like all the carrying on? What do you mean? You know, would you buy that house because of that song? Um. I would maybe get interested
1: in it. I think a whole lot more people are going to go look at it now. Mm -hmm. And I would love to see if I had, you know, my realtor was out there doing that kind of stuff, trying to get it done.
0: See, I I feel the opposite. You do? Yeah. I feel like uh, I just want to know the price of the house and what my interest rate is. I don't want all that singing. But if you got this lady that's selling the house for you, Oh, and I she's see. going so viral on the, the internet. Seller, you don't want that. You would like that, sure. Yeah.
1: Well, okay. that she's obviously selling a house. She's not it. singing about a house that she does not. She's not trying to sell.
0: <laughs> okay, I you. worry about you, man. What's wrong no, with you? No, I thought she was like, okay, never mind.
1: I just purchased a home. Do you think? And you had the same realtor that I had. This lady wasn't singing about this property. Are
0: you telling me though that if you know the realtor that you used to buy your little house in Midtown? If she went out there and sang the sound of music, that would make you if more I likely got ready to buy it. When
1: I get ready to sell my house, if she were to make a viral video that got the house millions and billions of views, then yes, that would be very appreciative. All right, well, good oh, point. What what, am, what are we arguing about this for? It's a great. That's a, a viral video is what everybody wants, right?
0: Except apparently, except for Ty. I just want to get down to business. I don't want all this singing and stuff. I just okay, want know, well, Ty doesn't how much like money the viral will I make, sensation. You know. Well, anyway, Daniel. Well, I'm not doing any more stories. <laughs> oh, you're boycotting the show yeah. now. <laughs> right. Pouting now.
1: 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care,
0: your locally owned health plan. It's 98.5 The Bull in today's hot country with Tig. And good morning to you, Daniel. I got this
1: package in the, uh, the mail yesterday, Tig. Uh, I brought it in today. And it's what it is is if you have one of those like five-gallon plastic water jugs you can put on top of it. And this thing has a little spigot. It's made out of ceramic. And uh, could you describe really what the
0: package looks like really quickly? Uh, it's about the size. It looks like a golf ball could fit in it, so it's not gigantic. I it mean, looks like a, a golf excuse ball. Excuse me, a bowling ball. It's not gigantic, but about like what you would expect a no, what bowling is this, ball to come what in. What
1: does this sticker say on the? It says glass. Uh, Handle with care glass. Mm -hmm. I haven't opened it yet, but I want to shake it here And I want you to see if you suspect that it's broken or not before I return it to Amazon. Are you ready? Okay I haven't uh, I haven't opened it so we'll have to go by sound alone. Okay, and what's supposed to be in it? It's a it's a thing that holds a a water bottle a big giant
0: water jug Okay, and then you do this wait a second you're you're ordering personal stuff and having it sent to work No, I brought this from home Oh, okay. Do you see it's in my hands now? I, I brought okay. it into the all building. Right, all right, so let's all see if right. it's broken. All right,
1: want, want, if it's broken here, I need to figure out if I need to send it back to Amazon or not.
0: Holy Lord, that's broken. Why? why? We didn't even open it yet. You're just don't spinning to, it around. Right?
1: It hasn't been opened. It clearly says fragile. The Amazon delivery driver must have heard this. I mean, this is like exaggeratedly broken. One more time. you got a broken package.
0: I'll say... It sounds like it's been through hell. Are we going to open it or not? No, I don't need to open it. That's broken. <laughs> what if it's just the components that are clinking? You think they put a million components
1: in it? <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe almost the audacity to deliver it like that.
0: Generally, I think Amazon does a good job. I mean, they even take extra care. Like when they put one on my porch, they'll move something in front yeah. of it so a porch pirate doesn't see it as easily. Let me, but, let, me let you hear
1: what yeah. extra care takes sounds like one more time. Yeah, you're right. They do take extra special care. <laughs> I think they drop it from space. Maybe this <laughs> fell out of Jeff Bezos' spaceship <laughs> under my porch.